What a good week of NFL football. College football week two, NFL week one. We're about to dive in. Hook them. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Twins Take Podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Jackson Hershey. Twins from Charlotte, North Carolina. Same face, two opinions. Jackson, how was your week of watching college football in the NFL? Um, any excitement? Any scares? What was your thoughts? To be honest, it was just a really great week. Um, college football, second week NFL first. The Panthers looked um, just a little bit off. I think we got some things to work on, but... College, everything was great. Alabama lost week two, never happened, so great for Texas. And UNC gave me a little scare, but besides that, it's a pretty great week. Now, hold up. You just said one of the key things um, that probably I feel like it's a once-in-a-generation type thing. Alabama lost week two. Now, for everybody that's not an Alabama fan, I think I think that just um, – I think we just need to be psyched about this. Something that's not going to happen often, but I'm I'm psyched, and I think um, Texas is a team that is pretty soon going to join the SEC. They're going to be a team to watch in in the future years. Um, they could become the next Alabama, become the next Georgia um, of the future of college football. But man, did they look good, and they upset the Crimson Tide. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love to see Alabama go down week. Um, too. And to be honest, it's great to see Texas be able to beat a massive SEC team like that because they're going to need that confidence going into next year when they join along with Oklahoma. But for me, it was just great to see. I thought Alabama and Texas both looked like they could be very good teams. I know a lot of people were disappointed in the performance of Alabama, but I still thought they put up a big game. Um, Obviously not what they're used to, but um, Texas is a scary team, and I think a lot of people are going to be looking out for them. No, this is 100% true, which is why we're going to dive a little bit into some of these college football games, just talk a little bit about what we think. We're so sorry we dropped a day late, but we wanted to get you all the best episode we could, so we had to do so. All right, we're going to hop in. Let's let's go into um, North Carolina, Appalachian State. I'm just going to say, that's a game I said was going to be close, and it was Appalachian State can hang with any team in the Power Five. Um, Jackson, do you think App State could beat could beat any team in the Power Five, or do you think that UNC is not as good as people thought? Um, I think App State is very talented. I believe that they're not going to beat Georgia, but I mean, you saw last year they beat A and M. They've about knocked off Carolina two years in a row. Um, fortunately, they did not. But um. You know, App State is could probably beat any ACC team, and they could probably. Um, I think the SEC is the only conference they're probably not going not going to consistently beat, but there's going to be some SEC teams they probably could. I think UNC has got some things to work on. The offense looked pretty good. I still think they're trying to figure out that main receiver. The defense looked a little off compared to the first week where they had nine sacks, and so for me. I think it's just UNC figuring out what their team is this year, although App State is very talented and give them all the credit. They played great. 
I think you're being really led on UNC, and I think they have not a little bit to figure out. They have a lot to figure out. UNC is recruiting on another level than Appalachian State is. They're pulling in tons of five stars. So this game shouldn't have been as close as it was, and um, especially that it was at Chapel Hill. It's not like it was an away game. Um, Appalachian State and UNC is a constant, is a constant like tight game. Every time they play them, it's tight. But it shouldn't have been this close of a game. So um, I think I think their defense has a lot to figure out. Obviously, um, the the offense isn't going to have Tez Walker as the receiver, and I think they have to figure that out now because he's not there. So who's the next guy that's going to help Drake May um, carry this team? Because Drake May can't carry the team by himself. He just can't. There has to be receivers and running backs taking the ball and actually like scoring. So it was a very high-scoring game, but the defense has to do a better job of containing um, the other side's offense. I'll say this, uh, Marion Hampton played great. He ran for almost 200 yards, and so that is something very good to look at when the receivers aren't necessarily getting all the balls. The running back can help in. So for me, it's great that we have sufficiency there, and – that's going to be our safe spot, but we do need to figure out the receiver spot and what we're going to do without Tez. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really important question. Is are do y'all have a receiver that can make up for Tez Walker? Because watching that game last week, I don't think so. Maybe Kobe Pesor. He's looking pretty good, but you know it's only week two. Luckily, we have a lot more college football to go through, and it is just getting started. So nothing to be upset about right now. Alrighty, alrighty. We're gonna hop into the next game of the week. Um, we we thought this game would be a little closer than it was, but Notre Dame is just absolutely um unbelievable this year. So we're gonna jump into Notre Dame, NC State, at NC State. I think Sam Hartman. I mean, guys, he's unbelievable. I mean, he he can he's going to take that team to many places. Um, I I really see so much potential for this Notre Dame team. They could make the college football playoffs, and that's not an overstatement. They're that good. NC State, they have some things to figure out. They have to beat some ACC teams. It's gonna be. They have a tough schedule ahead. Um, Notre Dame was a good test for them. They did not succeed in that test. But it was a good game. Jackson, what do you think? Um, I think Notre Dame should be a top 10 team. I think Sam Hartman will lead them to great places this upcoming season. And I think there is hope for NC State. I thought there were some dumb passes on the NC State side. Although, I think that both teams look very well. And I will be looking forward to seeing how to play later in the season. Although, I think Notre Dame should have had the edge in this one. And I think they carried it out uh, perfectly. First of all, is Notre Dame a college football playoff um, contender? And if they're a contender, do you think they can win the whole thing? Um, I think Notre Dame is absolutely a college football contender. I don't think anyone's said anything about them just because they haven't played anyone. But don't hold that too long because they play Ohio State next week. And that will probably be college game day. But guys, um, this is not just a normal Notre Dame team. They actually have a quarterback that might win the Heisman. So... Look out for him. Don't be shocked to see him. Um, NC State, though, I like him a lot. I think they're not going to be as good as they were last year, but NC State still got a team, and those are two to definitely look out for. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And we're going to hop into the next game. 
Guys, I think I think um I think Boulder, Colorado is starting to get a little bit of swag. They're starting to bring in that Deion Sanders hype. I'm loving. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm loving um the prime uh just feel that Colorado is having. I I truly I truly think it is great for this program. It's great for college football. Deion Sanders is bringing just a whole new um viewership hype uh for college football and I absolutely love it. It's it's really just great to watch. Um I we'll talk a little bit about what um Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders said about the coach of Nebraska here in a minute, but what did you think of the game? Did you think um Colorado would pull away like they did? I thought they were gonna win the entire time. And for me, Colorado is great, but I do. I love the whole thing about Colorado, but I'm not going to give them the whole top four praise up until they beat a team that is either USC, Oregon, or Washington. And that is just because Nebraska is probably a mid Big Ten team, and TCU is still TCU, but without all the players they had last year. So for me, I do love Colorado. I love the storyline, and I want to keep seeing Deion Sanders build that team. And who knows? They may be the number one team at the end of the year, but. Um, I think they're getting a lot of praise, but then again, they won one game last season. They're two and zero, so give them all the credit. They're great. So yeah, they I I I do think that we forget they did beat TCU week one, which was a huge win. Um, not many teams could do that, and they went face to face with TCU and took them down. Um, all the credit in the world to Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. What I do think is they're a little bit overhyped, but that's okay because. Um, they're bringing in that Dion Sanders love. And what I will say is, if they go undefeated and make a run at this college football playoffs, like, you're, th- this college football playoff is not going to look like anything you've ever seen before. I, I mean, Jackson, just imagine Dion Sanders as the face of college, the college football playoffs. Like, just imagine that. Like, I mean, I just, I just want the gold shades, you know? Like, I just want them wearing the gold shades. That's all I care about. Yeah, it's wild. And I think that there is a good chance that. Um, I think Georgia will be back, but I think there's a good chance that Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU are not back. I think that Ohio State looks a little less. I think Penn State can knock off Michigan, which gives them less less of a shot to come back, and TCU is kind of already done. So um, I think it's very uh, likely that we see a brand-new college football playoff. And who knows, Georgia could lose too, but right now they're looking dominant, and I'm not going to put anything against them until I see something different. So something Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders talked a little bit about after the game was how um, they felt like they were disrespected. And um, Deion Sanders kept talking about how Nebraska um, was saying things about him. And um, he got his team riled up. And then Shador Sanders, when he was warming up, the Nebraska football team was standing on the logo um, for the Colorado Buffaloes, and so he wasn't going to start a fight. He just kind of went out, did his did his pregame warm up, and he just walked onto the field, scattered everybody off of the um, logo. But it it is interesting that they're riding off so much. Just just they're they're riding off people's negativity towards them, and honestly, you keep seeing this play out like other teams and coaches trying to take like just shots at Colorado and they just take it and like they're like okay we're gonna make we're gonna make a big deal about this and they go win by like 20 points so I I don't I I really don't see that as um, a 
I, I don't see that as a benefit for other teams to be taking shots because it's only making Colorado like more riled up and ready to play. I, I find it interesting, Jackson. Do you have any thoughts on it? It's almost like the Michael Jordan mantra of like, you say something negative, I'm going to use it against you, and then I'm going to beat you double what you thought I was. And so um, I think it's an interesting tactic, and I love to see what they're doing out there. But Colorado um, deserves all the credit. And, you know, if coaches want to keep saying stuff and Colorado wants to use it as energy, have at it. Um, I don't I don't get all these coaches making comments, but I also know they have to recruit against Colorado, so they have to take different sides. And... Um, you know, it is very, very funny to see how this is all playing out. But um, no, Colorado deserves it, and it sounds like they got the respect they wanted after the disrespect. No, that's so true, so true. We're going to hop into the next game. The Canes of Miami took down Texas A&M. Um, big win, big win for Miami. Do you think Miami can contend in the ACC? And if they can contend in the ACC, is it just like a little win? I mean, they won 48-33, to 33, not ranked, and they beat Tennessee. Sorry, Texas A&M, who's the 23rd um, ranked team in the country. I mean, do you think that's a blow, or do you just think they're, do you think they're really that good? I think we should be watching out for Miami. They had a terrible season last year. And the thing that people forget is Miami's still been hauling in those recruits. So you guys got to remember, they have all these five stars there. And for them, it's like work them out a little bit in the offseason. Everyone forgot about them. And they're just starting to beat all these teams. And you're like, where did they come from? They were always there. People just forgot about them. And so for me, I think they are probably – I'm more intimidated by Miami than I am by FSU. I think Miami is just – coming out they've got nothing to lose and um i think that is an absolute team you should be watching out for do not be surprised if they go undefeated or win the acc championship because they got a lot going for them right now well i think what people forget is mario cristobal was a phenomenal coach at oregon i mean he was really good and they did not want him to leave he left oregon to go to miami and so you have a great recruiter at a school that many kids want to go to. It's not, it's like a matter of time before everything falls into place. Um, yeah, they're they're a force to be reckoned with. They're going to give Florida State a run. They're like they could beat Florida State. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but we'll we'll give Florida State some praise here in a minute. But Miami, I mean, they could win the ACC and not just win the ACC. They could go. Um, I don't know if they're going to go to the college football playoffs, but they could be in that top 10 by the end of the year. I really do think that um, later later down in a couple years from now, when they do like the college football playoffs, but have it as 12 teams instead of four, it's gonna they'll, they will no doubt in my mind be in there. Um, Miami looks really good, took down an SEC team, and they're going to keep rolling throughout their season. Yeah, I love to see it. Obviously, I'm not excited about playing them, but... They're a very good team, and I think it'll be a good challenge later on in the season. No, that's 100% true. And we're going to just um, go right back over this quick um, Alabama-Texas game. Were you completely shocked about not only the win, but like the win over 10 points at um, Tuscaloosa? You know, I was a little surprised. I thought te- Texas would probably win, although um, I think that... 
Alabama's been declining a little bit. And now it's like Jalen Milrow is not even going to start this week. It's going to be um, the next guy in line, and I think it'll be um, interesting to see what Nick Saban um, starts the rest of the season. I think he's just trying to figure out who he wants his quarterback to be, but um, too many interceptions on the Alabama side. they got to fix that up. On top of that, their defense has to figure out a way to stop that Texas team. Um, they played crazy, and their running backs went off. And so it, that was without Bijan Robinson, who's now in the Falcons. So, Yo, is it Bijan or Bijan? I think it's Bijan. That, that's the question of the day. Is it Bijan or Bijan Robinson? Bijan Robinson. Nah, Bijan. I'll go Bijan. Yeah, there we go. All right, right. Bijan Robinson. Um, you know, Alabama um, got some kinks to work in, but they'll be back. Yeah, Alabama's Alabama's going to be fine, but I, I I really don't think this is um, the season for the Crimson Tide. I don't know that they're going to go to the College Football Playoffs this year. Time will tell on that, um, but they did not look as strong, and um, pretty sure they're going to start another quarterback next week. Actually, one of the coolest things I saw this week was not college football, and but it was at a university that's really good at college football, and that is Auburn. They had pretty much almost like a Jesus revelation um, reborn there and just a worship night that was supposed to be fun. Someone wanted to get baptized in the water and that ended up leading hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids getting baptized in the middle um, of Auburn. Head coach uh, Bruce Pearl for the basketball team and the football team hopped into the water um, to help out. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, so cool to see um, God working at Auburn. Jackson, uh, any thoughts? That's crazy, and I'm happy that all those kids got to make that decision. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways, so give the credit to him. No, 100%. It was, it was really, really awesome to see. And, I mean, I, I really – people that were there said they hadn't seen anything like it. And that was that was unbelievable. Um, the fact that the coaches were hopping in, I think I think that's absolutely amazing. So, um, really, really, really cool um, thing at the University of Auburn. We will be right back with the next segment on the Twins Take podcast. Welcome back to the Twins Take podcast. Um, we are going to hop in to week one of the NFL. I don't know about y'all, but Jackson and I are pretty hyped. Um, got to see some great football. Nothing like going to church and getting to come home and watch the Carolina Panthers play. Obviously, um, not the W we wanted, but it was pretty great um, to get to see Bryce Young back in action. He he looks solid. Um, I was a little concerned that he threw for um, his biggest throw, I think, was 14 yards. That was concerning. But he, he took care of the ball, and I, I think the Panthers have some things to work out, but they're going to be good. They're going to be good this year. Uh, Jackson, what do you think of the Panthers? You know, um, I thought the defense played well in the beginning, but it kind of seemed like they slacked off at the end. Kind of same with the offense. They looked great, and then they slacked off at the end. Bryce Young... Just some interceptions, but it's early on in the year. I'll give him some credit. Um, I don't think either the receivers didn't get open or he just chucked a bunch of balls out of bounds. So they got to figure that out. But um, I got hope for this team. They're a good team, and they should have beat Atlanta, but it just did not happen this week. 
No, that's that's really, really true. Um, I, I really do think the Carolina Panthers are better than the Atlanta Falcons. They just did not show that week one. And that was really disappointing. I thought I thought we could have gotten that win. It's it's really tough to go zero and one instead of one and zero because you're you always feel like you're making up a game. Like when you're down, you're not when you're not five hundred. Like it's like oh I have to win that just to get myself back to five hundred even just so I can get one more to be ahead of five hundred. So the the Panthers would uh, I would love us to win Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk about that here in a minute. What about that Cowboys-Giants game, a game people thought was going to be really close? Cowboys, 40, at the New York Giants, 0. I have no words for that. Um, Daniel Jones has got to figure that out. And, you know, the Giants got these receivers in, and they're just, I don't even know what to say right now. That was crazy. And Dallas defense, all the credit. They played great. but I mean, it's not just an offensive issue. It's a defensive issue, too. They still let them score 40 points. Yeah, it's, they got to figure some stuff. And it's a playoff team, too. Like, it's not, they got to figure that out. I don't know. Well, you, you'll you, get there. You think the Giants are as good as last year? Um, I think they have the potential to be, but they, I don't even know what that was. Grand, Dallas is very good, but zero points and 40 points to the other team is unacceptable well my Super Bowl prediction um was the Cowboys versus the Bengals so let's talk a little bit about the Bengals um this is an ugly one 24 to 3 against the Browns with an L uh the Browns beat them by a lot and that's I think that was something surprising to a lot of NFL fans uh, no one really thought I mean they thought it would be a good game but they weren't supposed to lose by that much so um, you think Joe Burrow just had a sl- like slow start, or what? What's happening with the Cincinnati Bengals? You know Deshaun Watson. Um, people forgot about him, and he's still the pro polar that he is. And I think he's gonna come back out this season. Um, I think the Browns just woke up the Bengals, and I think the Bengals are gonna come back out and play great against the Ravens this upcoming week. But um, they need to be woken up because the Browns are here to play, and that division is not the Bengals. It can be anyone's. So um, it'll definitely be some good rivalry games in the upcoming weeks. No, that's that's so true. I, I loved watching uh, Jordan Love with the Packers over the Bears. Uh, the Bears were so, a team I thought could really be good this year, and they struggled uh, Jordan Love is Jordan Love is a really good quarterback. It, I mean, maybe the Packers made the right decision um, with letting go of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I guess we're not going to be able to see because Aaron Rodgers is injured for the season. Sorry for anybody's fantasy team having Aaron Rodgers or the Jets fans. Um, y'all are going to win at some point. It just might be a little bit longer. <laughs> and um, Jackson, what did you think of um, Jordan Love lighting it up against the Bears, thirty-eight to twenty? So I was previously not on the Jordan Love bandwagon, but I have now jumped on that bandwagon. Um, great to see it. I love to see the Bears lose. Um, you know, I we were all about ready for the Packers to be done, and they were like, nope, we're still here to play. And with the Vikings um, 0-2 and the Bears losing and the Lions winning, who knows? It could be like a Packers-Lions division, and that would be very fun to watch. So I'm excited to see what they can do. All right, I'm going to run through some scores. Um, Just some good games this week. 49ers absolutely demolishing the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-7. to 
Washington and the Cardinals a little bit of a closer game than people thought. Um, don't know if don't know if Sam Howell wasn't scoring enough or the defense wasn't um, doing enough to stop the Cardinals. But that was sixteen to twenty. Washington, the Dolphins, one of the best teams in the NFL right now. They look really really good. Got a W over the Chargers at the Chargers, thirty six to thirty four, and the Patriots over the. I am sorry, the Eagles over the Patriots, 25-20. to 20. And let's not forget about the Bills, Jets. Um, actually, some really scary stuff there. Aaron Rodgers out for the season. What I mean, what the heck happened? Like, I, what, what I feel bad for is the New York Jets fan base that was just waiting on this guy to come in and, like, completely turn um, this organization around and... Guess not. Guess not. Um, we'll be praying for the Jets fans, but man, I really hope Zach Wilson can figure something out. Yeah, tough break, but hey, he won Week One. It's the Bills. It's not. He did get a W. He did get a W, which so, I'm. Hey, people can complain, but if you're winning, you're winning. So take it. So true. So true. We're going to make um, our picks for this week. Jackson, who is the W with UNC Minnesota? Have to give it to my UNC guys. Um, I think Minnesota's defense can definitely play against our offense, but I don't think our their offense can play against our defense. They're struggling a little bit. So I will be giving it UNC 28-21. All right, I like it. I'm going to take the opposite and go Minnesota at Chapel Hill. UNC struggled a little bit last week. Don't know if that changes. I'm taking UNC Chapel Hill. Um, what about Florida State Boston College? Um, a game most people aren't talking about. Could be a little closer than people think. What is your thought? FSU, um, I think they're going to win, but I think they're only going to win by 14. And I think Boston College gives them a game. I'll say um, 28 to 14. I like it. I like it. Um, Next game, South Carolina at Georgia, a team that – USC, a team that got demolished by the Tar Heels. Do you think they turn around with Georgia? I do not, and I think Georgia wins by 30. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. I don't know about that. That O-line is going to get crushed by the defensive line on Georgia. Dude, I don't know about that. I think I think Georgia's going to win, but not by that much. I, I think the Georgia quarterback's still figuring things out. Um, wow, that's a, that's a big game. Um, Northwestern at Duke. Does Duke become 3-0 and and start to look like a football school? I'll give it to Duke, and I'll give them the win by 7. Okay, keeping it close. I I like that too. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. Duke, um, with a W over Northwestern at home, and I'm gonna give him a lead about ten points. I think we'll beat Northwestern by ten, but it'll be I think it'll be a closer game than some people think. How about Tennessee at Florida? Um, Joe Milton is gonna throw a ninety yard touchdown, and I think Tennessee wins by twenty one. Florida's struggling this year, guys. Um, taking Tennessee all the way. We need to see a recreation of the goalpost coming down, but that'll be a great, that'll be a really, really fun um, just game in general. What about last college football game? Colorado State against the Colorado Buffaloes. College game day, Boulder, Colorado. What are we thinking? Colorado wins by. 28 against Colorado State be, just because Deion Sanders feels like it and um, Jay Norvell got on his nerves. So I give it 28 win. 
It would have been a 14 up until he said that. And let's hop right back into the NFL. Um, last game prediction, just because we're home in Charlotte, North Carolina. Carolina Panthers against the New Orleans Saints. Who are we taking? Um, Panthers by three. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to give the Saints the W this week. Uh, Panthers are struggling, have an offensive line, really, really injured. And our cornerback, J.C. Horn, is um, on IR, which means he's not going to be playing for the next four games. I'm a little I'm a little worried about the Panthers right now, but I think we're going to figure it out. Uh, we just need to get healthy. And the Saints look strong. Got a W week one, so time will tell, but uh, we got to figure some things out. Jackson, any last words before I wrap this podcast up? Let's go Tar Heels, let's go Panthers, and we'll see y'all next week. I don't know about the Tar Heels, but I will say um, go Panthers. Thank you guys so much for hopping on the Twins Take Podcast. If you have any questions, ideas for us to discuss for next week, please feel free to email the Twins Take Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, we have an Instagram channel. Um, please go check out the Twins Take Podcast on Instagram. We love all you guys. God bless you. Go watch some college football and the NFL. Good week of college and NFL sports. We love all you guys. Peace.